0: Welcome to the Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland, and today we've got Dr. Greg Reed in the show. What's going on, Greg?
1: Living the dream, got to tell you. Beautiful day in Southern California. got to love it. Well,
0: that's perfect. You got a lot of stuff behind you. You got some pictures, you got some trophies, you got some books.
1: And don't forget about my star on the Walk of Fame.
0: What? Wow. Now, where's that Walk of Fame at?
1: It's kind of cool in Las Vegas, right in front of the Eiffel Tower, on the sidewalk at the uh, Paris Hotel and the. Nice.
0: Uh, I know exactly what you are talking about.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. And when they when they put it down in the cement, it was so cool because I'm like six away from Elvis and you know all these famous people, and then some knucklehead like me. <laughs> cool, right?
0: Well, that's awesome. Well, why don't you tell our listeners who may not know who Dr. Greg Reed is, who Dr. Greg Reed is, and what the heck you did to get a, a star out in Vegas?
1: First of all, I'm a regular guy and really good guy here in san diego california been published in about 90 some odd books uh, 45 different languages around the world make movies and speak and run you know different companies the whole funny thing though people always ask you know about being an author an author is the guy whose name goes on a book and a writer is the person who wrote the book. Mm. I can't really read. I can't spell. I get dyslexia. I mean, play me words with friends. You'll win every time. <laughs> I work my strengths and I hire my weaknesses by surrounding myself with the experts in their field.
0: Got it. That's awesome. So do you have your kind of your go-to ghostwriter, if you will, or is that uh, somebody different all the time?
1: They're, they're Usually different, but I have four that I use on a regular basis. Okay. For example, you know, I just finished a book here. It's called Wealth Made Easy. Uh, I saw that. Cool. And this book I, I wrote with Gary Krept. Now, he is the former publisher of McGraw-Hill Publishing. Okay. Now, who can write a better book, me or that right. guy? That guy. So I understood the power, again, of surround yourself with people that literally play at something you would work at.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So talk to us about, uh, I saw on your website, you're a fir- firm believer in win-to-win partnerships, making a difference in others to succeed. So when you hear me say that, obviously it's on your website. You believe I, that.
1: I, I got to take that down. That sounds so cliche. Thank
0: you for pointing <laughs> that
1: out. You're was, welcome.
0: That's my job.
1: It will, it will be down next week. That, that,
0: that <laughs> actually. Exactly. But what, what's that mean to you though, when you hear that win-win partnerships, what's that mean?
1: I believe in win-win partnerships. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much not rocket science, but it is yeah. pretty cliche. Yeah. The whole idea, though, in my life is that if everyone doesn't come out on top, I don't do the deal. You know, yeah. in, in business, someone doesn't have to win and someone does, has to lose. And yeah. truly, everyone can come out and, and, and share the benefits. So, for example, if I do a book project and I collaborate with amazing people, I cut them in on the front and the back. So everyone's included there. Yeah. It shouldn't just be one knucklehead getting all the glory and the, uh, the attention.
0: Yeah. Well, that's nice because I think there's a lot of people in the world today that, that may not work that way, right? Because somebody does believe there has to be a win and it has to be a loss and not to get political, but it's like both sides of the spectrum, right? I don't think either one's right. It's just we're so far left or right that it, uh, there's not a lot of win-win going on. So I appreciate you uh, living your life that way.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's just like our grandparents told us again, though. I mean, that's just, you know, logical more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. You know, recently, my movie, as of yesterday, we were hoping to get an Oscar nomination. We were in the uh, final ballad, but we did not get a nomination. And I realized the journey of that process. Talk about win-win, where... You know, when we're on the doctors and, you know, all the big TV shows around the country, we made sure we highlighted the actors and the people that participated in the film, not the people behind the scenes doing everything.
0: And so what was that film? Talk to us about that film. What was the passion behind it? What was the reason you wanted to do that? Tell us everything about that.
1: That's kind of cool. So Wish Man, uh, in one of my books, it was called Think and Grow Rich, Stickability. I was interviewing a gentleman named Frank Shankwist. He's the founder of a nonprofit called Make-A-Wish Foundation. And during the interview, at the end of it, I go, Frank, I got to know, what was your wish? You know, what'd you ask for? And he Mm. said, no one ever asked me. And I go, what? And I go, well, I'll grant your wish. Uh, You Want a Lamborghini? I'll buy you a Lamborghini. Whatever you want, I'm going to give you your wish. And he said, I just want my story to be told so my grandkids will know that I did something cool. So wow. he signed over to Life Rights. It took six years and millions of dollars. And like I said, we made the ballad for the freaking Oscars of all things. And we're trending worldwide on Netflix right now, telling a story that everyone can be a hero. You don't have to be a billionaire or a celebrity. You can give a pair of socks to a homeless guy or stop a bully from a fight. Everyone can do something to make a difference.
0: Mm. And what do you think that passion behind that is for you? Like, Did you grow up with parents that touch that stuff? I mean, where, where did you... Where's that passion and energy come from?
1: Uh, You know, it's kind of interesting. As a child, my parents literally told me I could do anything I wanted to do. And I'm crazy enough to believe that. So I am the least qualified person to do what I do. Hmm. I understand the power of surrounding myself with the people that are the world authority. So when I, like I said, when I wanted to be a bestselling author, I didn't go to Barnes and Noble and bought every great philosophical book. I didn't want to be a great writing author. I went to the bestseller section and I called those authors up and said, Hey, tell me the blueprint. What's the secrets? How did you do this? And I duplicated it. And here we are today. Wow. When I wanted to make a major motion picture. I said, all right, who's won Oscars? Who's done these great films? I went to Hollywood. I took them to lunch. I did everything I could to find out their exact process. And I duplicated it for myself. When I went to Africa and climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, I did not ask a dope smoking surfer here in La Jolla to take me up to the roof of Africa. Hmm. I found the shirt that I climbed it 900 times. Wherever they put their bootprint, I put my bootprint. If we follow successful actions of others, we can duplicate it for ourselves.
0: Hmm. That's amazing. So talk to us about your, uh, I love this story, the, the three feet from gold, that story. Talk to us about that. That's amazing.
1: Well, first of all, we did this book 12 years ago and it's kind of cool that people are still talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> right. And in March, they're doing re-release 12 years later with new uh, information on there. So it'll be available at bookstores worldwide. Hmm. And it was done through the Napoleon Hill foundation. Everyone knows think and grow rich in 1908 Napoleon Hill was given a letter of introduction from a guy named Andrew Carnegie to go meet all of his friends from there. He sat down and wrote the Bible of personal development, think and grow rich a hundred years later to the date in 2008, the surviving family in Napoleon Hill and the Foundation gave me a very similar letter, and basically a Willy Wonka ticket to meet any human alive. So from there, I interviewed these amazing people to find out what they did to create a life of sustained abundance.
0: So, what did you learn from that? What was your biggest takeaway?
1: Uh, uh, I mean, which which book? I mean, which no. Book?
0: When you go around and you talk to these people, right? You talk to some of the the, the greatest in the in the world at what they do at their craft. I mean, what was that one or two things that you could share with our listeners that said, you know what, man, if you just did this right now, what this is, but what, what is that thing that you find most successful do people do without miss, without fail every day?
1: Yeah, successful people seek counsel and failures listen to opinion. Mm. That's it. I mean, that's probably the biggest one. So if uh, counsel based on wisdom, knowledge, mentorship, people have already done it. Uh, an opinion right. based on ignorance, lack of knowledge and experience. Unfortunately, if I was going to write a book and went to my family friends and told me I'm going to write a book, they'll talk me out of it because I got a D in English and I don't know what I'm doing and they've never written a book. But if I went to Jack Canfield who wrote Chicken Soup and say, teach me what you did, he'll say, sit down. Here's the blueprint, what you need to know before you get started. Yep. If you would spend our activity only seeking counsel and ignoring people's opinion, that's the day your life would change. Mm.
0: Yeah, I like that—the counsel versus an opinion. Because we can, we can listen to somebody's opinion. And it's going to shoot your dreams down really, really well, right?
1: And usually, it's not to hurt you. It's just right. based on information. Protect you. Yeah, it, it's their knowledge. It's their, you know, experiences, and that's right. fair enough. They're not used to yeah. hold you back. It's to, they're there to protect you.
0: So, how do you? I don't know if you do this or not, but you've probably helped and coached people that maybe have not or that struggle with this. But you got the guy over here on your shoulder, your left shoulder, and. He's saying, you can do it, you, you know, dream anything you want to dream, and then you get the guy on their right shoulder over here, and he's saying, don't do it, you idiot, you're going to fall flat on your face. How do, you, how do you battle through those two human beings?
1: Well, first of all, it's a matter of choice. In and, and one of the interviews in Three Feet from Gold, you know, here's a story I haven't told in years, but uh, Debbie Fields started Mrs. Fields Cookies, mm-hmm. and she said, to one side in life, there's a cheering section. These are people few and far between that encourage you and tell you what you're capable of. And to the other side, you have a jeering section and they rain on a parade and boo and tell us every reason or fail the devil and the, the angel. She goes, but it's up to us as a grown adult to stand in between those two groups and then decide for ourselves, which one we listen to. So ultimately it's a matter of choice and decision. Yeah. Like, you know, Bob Proctor and I did a book called "Think and grow rich thoughts are things. Uh, For years, we interviewed everyone from Holocaust survivors that were interviewed for Schindler's List down to people that started the biggest iconic brands like Billion Dollar Ugg Boots and all these different stuff. And And we realized that thoughts are not things. It's thoughts backed by massive action become things. And in science, our Harvard professors told us that, you know, we have 64,000 thoughts a day. Majority of those thoughts are called ants automatic negative thoughts they're the reptilian part of your brain to protect you to keep you safe and if we only listen to our ants our whole life would be chaos but it's the actions that we take on these thoughts that create our realities so if thoughts were things i'd probably be a slice of pizza right now right. I'm like, right but when i'm done with this interview and go to luigi's and buy a slice of pizza my thoughts become realities by the actions of which we we invoke
0: yeah, I love that. And that's one of the circuits of success, on the circuit of success. We talk about your attitude, your belief system, your actions that ultimately get you the results. So I could not agree more and in line with that because we can sit here and dream all day. I'm in the investment world. And if I could know every single thing there is to know about the markets, but if I don't take action, it's never going to work for my clients, right?
1: Correct. And again, it's the action in the law of attraction that makes our dreams come yeah. true. You can yeah. feel it off your ass. You got to take action. You got to do it. It, good bad or indifferent and then there's this fine line too someone's talking about this failing forward fast and all this stuff god it just drives me nuts some of the dialogue <laughs> playing out there it's such bullshit i mean because the whole thing is if you train our brain to fail and we're going fail fast fail for who, t- who logically would you go to your kid and say hey son i want you to fail fast fail 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 i wouldn't yeah, do that no. I would sit there and say, look, success, you're going to have some setbacks, but let's go forward, forward, forward. And so that's the mindset that me and my friends have.
0: Yeah. So that law of attraction you talk about, you talk about thinking, grow rich. I've read that book, oh gosh, a dozen times probably, and started when I was 23 years old and now I'm 42. And so it's, it's an oldie, but a goodie, right? But- You talk about that burning desire turning to gold, and it talks about the, I'm drawing a blank on the statement, the desire statement, whatever you may call it in there. Is that something you've done throughout your life, is kind of project um, the things that you want to accomplish in your life, and then you've attracted those to you? What's that look like to you?
1: Well, actually, Napoleon Hill, uh, his mentor that he had was W. Clement Stone. And Hill said that the number one principle of success was definite major purpose. I disagree with that. And Stone with it. Stone thought that it was PMA, positive mental attitude. And Mm -hmm. to me, I believe that that is the secret of all uh, success because people like to do business with people that are cool, positive, outgoing, energetic, that they see, you know, there's energy involved. So for myself, I think that a lot of things have come my way because... We have that be cool type of mentality and they see that we have the enthusiasm and the wherewithal to make it come to life. Yeah.
0: So what are the things when you get disappointment, you get setback. We're not feeling forward, but we got some setbacks. What do you personally do to battle through that and, and take that next step forward?
1: Uh, not only that old uh, biblical quote that this too shall pass, but here's a funny little thing. If you played baseball and every time you got to the plate and you hit a hit or you hit a home run you'd have a 100% success rate, you'd be the most incredible baseball player that ever lived. That's right. We don't give ourselves that same credit in our own daily lives. And the fact is 100% of every negative thing that's ever happened to us, we've got through. Hmm. We are batting 100%. So every time something comes to me that's challenging, I know that I'm going to get through it. So therefore, I don't get caught up on it. Hmm. And unfortunately, there's 10 things that go on in our daily lives eight of them kick ass. They're going great. One of them, eh, and then one, unfortunately our brains are attached to that one bad thing rather than yeah. celebrating. So I celebrate my eight wins. I work on my challenge, but then what I do is do my very best to eliminate or diffuse that one negative without getting caught up into it.
0: I like it. So I'm bouncing around here. Lots of questions cause you got high energy and your quick, uh, quick answers. I like them. you 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 know what I'm going to ask, I think. But, um, what what's I know there's no such thing as a typical day, but how do you go through the the grind, the journey, the 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 process every day and keep your attitude good, keep your your energy high, and and giving back to others? What what's that process like for you?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, I don't grind. I don't believe in that. Yeah. So that, that's, that's I like good. that. Yeah. So I'm ease and grace guy. So as soon as I'm done with this, I'm going to go to the store to buy some plants for the house and have lunch and then skateboard and play some pickleball. So I just have a different life. And yeah. like we talked earlier, you have someone who's your right-hand person. I've got a Shannon. She's my secret weapon. I call right. her. Well, so I run six different corporations, but I don't work in any of them. What I do is I report to my Shannon and Shannon goes and deals and with everything else. And that way I can stay focused on a high you know, altitude view of things and I can be the conductor rather than the person that's actually, you know, stoking the fire. Or not. Yeah.
0: So that typical day is you're, you're out doing your things that you enjoy doing, but also uh, sitting down, spending some time with Shannon and really trying to conquer whatever needs to be done. She goes, then runs the, runs the deal with all the people that run those corporations. Is that clear? Is that true?
1: Correct. And usually our meetings are two to three times a week for an hour. And that's it because that's all it is, is. That's the guidance and then we can go from there. And yep. then whatever she puts on my phone, such as this interview, is what I do. So, basically, I've got someone who runs – look, everyone needs a Shannon, right? <laughs> everyone <laughs> needs their own little version of it. But to me, that is the secret of success. Work yep. your strengths, hire your weaknesses. Pretty yep.
0: Amen. So, back to that three feet from gold. Tell us the story. The guy's digging, sells his stuff. Tell us that that long version of that story. That's a great well,
1: one. Well, Interesting about that is it's a great example of the difference between counsel and opinion. So there was a gentleman named R.U. Darby, and he was seeking opinion rather than counsel. And he went out west and started digging in a hole and found a couple nuggets, and he got excited. So he went home and told his family and friends who chipped in money to buy equipment to pull it out by the ore cart. When it did come out, it was filled with gold, but then it ran out. He kept Mm -hmm. digging there's no more gold. Defeated, he walks out, sees a junk man walking by, says, give me a couple hundred bucks, I'll sell you the mine all the equipment. The junk man takes it because the equipment alone was worth a fortune. Well, Darby goes home defeated, but the junk man goes to an engineer and seeks counsel. And what happened is the the engineer looked at it and started laughing. He says, that's mining 101. He goes, the reason why he hit gold and ran out is gold runs in a straight line called the gold vein. Darby came in one side, hit gold, and popped back into dirt. He says, go back to where they discovered treasure. Go three feet the opposite way. You'll tap back into the vein. Not only did he pull millions upon millions of dollars out, but that's what fills Fort Knox today. And the moral is, how many times have we or someone we know quit one class short from a degree or sales or marketing? It's easy to quit. But it's the people that persevere and go that extra mile or just three feet they're the ones that we tell the stories about. today.
0: Yeah. So how do you do that though? Right. Cause sometimes people are driving down the road. Maybe somebody's now doing that and they're like, yeah, but you don't get my story, Greg. You understand, man. I'm, you know, I'm hurting financially or I just lost my job. My wife's sick. I mean, whatever it may be, I hear you, but, but come on, man. I, I can't do that. I'm different.
1: You can't do what? You can't quit or I don't know what the real question is to that one. So yeah. are you saying like, what's the question?
0: Well, I think that's what some people will say, right? And I I agree with you to your point is you don't know how to answer that because it's like your mind doesn't even work that way because you're just going to go get counsel. You're going to go three feet up and and you're going to find the goal. But some people don't have that belief system that you and I have. So how would you counsel them to get that?
1: I wouldn't. So the whole thing is that, look, I'm not a counselor. (laughs) I'm not a psychologist. It's not my job. But the people that are ready, that wants this information or they're ready for some guidance or they're ready for direction. They're the ones that I'd feed. I don't try to fix anyone. I I don't try to force anyone to have success. That's a bunch of crap. But I look for the people that are ready for it, that are willing to bleed from their knuckles and do the hard work. And those are the people I support. And those are the people I give the opportunity
0: to. And those are the people you surround yourself with, right? Exactly.
1: I mean, why would I want to waste my time talking someone else into being successful? That's illogical.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. My dad always said the books you read, the people you surround yourself with, are going to change your life, right?
1: Charlie Tremendous Jones, he says that you are the same today as you'll be in five years, except for two things, the people you meet and the books you read, and that is adjusted now. Yeah. It's people that you're learning from, and it's the amount of content that you're putting in your head. Books, mm. look, I'm a big book guy, but books are whatever. That means nothing to me in today's world because especially I can get the information from the internet. I can, you know, get videos. I can get it from podcasts. I can get it from so many different things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can take your book and and instead of reading it and, you know, it takes me a long time to read, but I can get that done in a nine minute video, right? Know the whole gist of the book.
1: Well, I just told it to you. There you right. go. That's right. the, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, it's not the amount of the books you read. It's the content that we're constantly putting into our brain that matters the most.
0: So talk to me about this secret knock. You've got this secret knock. This uh, What they call it, the Entrepreneur Magazine. says it's the number one conference that you can't attend, right? You got to be invited right. to it. So tell me about that.
1: Well, it's interesting. So my full-time job is I travel around the world. I meet the most powerful, influential people. And then I tell their stories in books and film. And everyone kept saying, how do I meet these people? So I started an event in my living room 13 years ago, hmm. Secret Knock. And people go, "Well, how do I know how to get in? I go, just do the Secret Knock. It became like <laughs> a joke, right? right? And for some reason, organically, it took off. And then Ford's Inc., Entrepreneur picked it up as the top event. And then I had to start delivering on that content. So instead of bringing in just coaches, teachers, mentors, I bring in the actual person who did it. So for example, if you want to start a nonprofit, here's the founder of Make-A-Wish. If you got an idea for a clothing line, here's the guy who did ugly boots. If you have an invention, here's the guy who created the credit card magnetic strip and changed banking. And if you can surround yourself with the people who have done it, amazing things happen. This last couple ones, I've had everyone from President Vicente Fox flying from Mexico. I did a private Skype with Edward Snowden while he's hiding in Russia. I brought in Tonino Lamborghini all the way from Italy to tell the story of how Lamborghini's brand. And if you can surround yourself with these people you jump to the front of the line because you're sitting at the feet of these greats but instead of one of these events where you got to pay extra money to have access they hang out for a couple days go have a beer with lamborghini go get mentorship from these people for free wow. and that's what secret Knocks all about
0: so and then I'm um, maybe you don't want to talk about this but do you pay these guys then to come to you and then people pay to come to the event you're saying or they don't even pay to come to the it, event I,
1: it, it, that's the craziest thing it costs $3,000 to attend Secret Knock, and I will not tell you where it is or who will be there. That's it. Huh. You just gotta trust me and sign up. Right. And then what you do right beforehand, like right now, the next one's in March 25th and 26th, we just sent out an email yesterday saying this is the city and the area you can fly in and book a hotel in this area, but we still won't tell them where it's at. And then right before the event, we say, this is the location. So it's secret and people can't find us. And that's how we bring in such amazing people. And usually it's the most unlikely spot that you'd never guess anyway.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I think successful people too, want to be around something that's exclusive and secretive that nobody wants to, uh, you know, not everybody else knows. So Good for you, man. That's awesome. So what would, what would you contribute, that, again, that one thing, I'm a big believer in one thing, but that, that you do that keeps you fired up and keeps you going every single day? Is there one thing for you?
1: Well, I have that PMA, positive mental attitude, and I'm always working on creation. So as sure. soon as, you know, I'm spending one plate, as soon as it slows down, I'm going to the next one. So I've always got four or five books coming out every single year for the rest of my life on wow. a so that's all happening. And then as this movie, literally yesterday, ended our, you know, our run that we've been working on for X amount of years. Next week, I film my first ever TV reality show. So that's going to start that process. Yeah. So I'm always spinning these plates. And that keeps my brain active and it's so fun.
0: Yeah. So what's this reality show? Talk to us about that.
1: I think I'm onto to something. You know, it's so funny. I've been sitting down with my friends that like founded Showtime and my friend that invented, you know, the e-channel. And I say, I, you know, I got this idea for a show. And they go, that's crap, that's crap, that's crap. <laughs> and finally I sat down and I said, well, I'll, I'll take all the little pieces that I know work, the system, and I'll make one show. And I did. And it's called Tough Love. And basically what it is, it's a combination of Shark Tank meets The Prophet meets Gordon Ramsay. Oh, wow. So people come to my house and they say, look, I'm a wannabe uh, upstart. I want to get into this business. And I go, great, show me your website, show me your design, how much money you got, where's your following? And I just beat the crap out of them and show them that this is the way it works. And then the people that don't cry and run away screaming, they – me a game. I'm a big game guy. So yeah. you shoot should be more whole ping pong. I don't care what, but if you win, you get access to a book that's called the switchboard and it's my Rolodex and the Switchboards because it connects people. And in there, I, everyone from Queens and princesses, the presidents to whatever, and whoever gets access to that, gets a mentor to guide them through their journey.
0: Whew. And then that gets me off on the, uh, on the right path to success.
1: Right. So basically the first person that comes in, You know, he's going to, he's got a clothing line and he's a good guy and he doesn't run away and he does everything right and follows the rules and can handle the, you know, the tough love. And then he gets a mentor, Brian Smith, founder of Ugg Boots, and we finance his business to come a reality.
0: Man, that's awesome. And where will that premiere?
1: Don't know. I'm shooting the pilot next week. And then from there, I take that pilot, I cut it down to 90 seconds five minutes and a 22 minute show. And then I start shopping it to the networks. This is the way it works. And then once it gets picked up, they'll either finance more or they'll give me a contract to go do a whole, you know, season. Right. The idea is that you want to get three season run because then it becomes syndicated worldwide. And that's where the real money's at. Just so you yeah. know.
0: So the Showtime and E and all those people, those are the guys you hope to sit down with and say, here's my deal. And you got to, but you got to hire right now. And, and, I guess, either self-finance or have people invest in this. I mean, there's got to be a film crew. There's got to be editors or sound people. I mean, all that stuff, right? Uh,
1: again, okay. I'm just such a logical guy. It's going to freak people out because again, <laughs> simple. So I just went and got a sponsor and say, hey, look, here's the deal. I'm doing a pilot. It might fail, might go in the trash can, might get picked up. I don't know. But if it does get picked up, you can sponsor the first show. And what we'll do is a cameo for your nonprofit in there and it's really cool because you'll get a spotlight no matter what we'll be pitching it to these networks so they're gonna see you and you've covered the cost of doing it and i got someone to do that so everything's taken care of
0: so they're taking care of the sound people and all that stuff yeah Yeah. good for you I i don't even know what to say greg very, very, uh, not very often that I'm, uh, I'm speechless on that stuff. So if I'm going to write a book or my listeners are going to write a book, where, where are you starting? You're calling the people, you're getting the ideas, but who's the person you're calling to uh, help them write a book?
1: First of all, I, I recommend not writing a book. I recommend getting a ghostwriter or editor to write your because If you could write a book, you would have already. Well, that's
0: what I mean by that. Yeah. Like get a book published.
1: Yeah. So it's, it begins with, you know, I'll give you the, again, most basic, simple thing. Go to upwork.com. And, and make a post and say, look, I got a $500 budget or, you know, 2000 whatever your number is, and you're looking for somebody to help write this book for you. And you'll get people with PhDs in literature out of Malaysia or the Philippines, and that's a million dollars to them, and they will grind for you, and they'll do a lot of the stuff. So what happens is they can do a Zoom or a Skype with you, you tell them the essence of what you want to do, have them do the research, then you can do your interviews or whatever, send it to them and they put in a book form and boom, there you go.
0: Hmm. So if you're a guy like me and you've got 162 guests now of some phenomenal people, you bring that information to these people at Upwork and uh, you create the book, you make it happen. All the content that you've already got.
1: Or yeah, you could sit there and say, hey, here's my best 12 uh, and there's a 12 chapter book. And that's pretty cool. And the whole idea is this, is that if you could take those 12 people there, that are the most highlighted interviews where you got the ahas or the information from that really was spectacular, their fame, name recognized people. Yeah. And when it comes out, you've got a book with XYZ people attached to it. And then it's pretty uh, simple to get it out. In the hmm.
0: Unbelievable. All right, my friend. So uh, you, you a meditator, a thinker, a journaler, are you any of that stuff? Nope. Nope. Just a simple, logical guy. Pragmatic.
1: Get off your ass. Take it, <laughs> Think it. Plan it out. Take a strategy and go with it. And then just Take
0: the risk, right?
1: Yeah. And, but nothing goes as plan and mitigate your risk. And so the whole idea is that I remember I interviewed Truett Cathy, founder of Chick-fil-A. And I go, look, I go, I want to be a billionaire like you. What do I do? And he looked at me and said, stop planning. Hmm. What? He go, I go, that goes against everything. And he goes, last year, you had a lot of plans. I go, yeah. I go, how did that work out for you? <laughs> I go, not so good. He goes, I guarantee five years ago, 10 years ago, you had a master plan, and that didn't go either. He goes, but you hit goals because you're scrappy and you're willing to take action. He goes, the secret is to look for and catch an unexpected opportunity. I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, if I'm on my sofa and I want to get to the end of the street, that's my goal. I don't want to plan where I'm going to stop and pause and take a break and don't step on a crack and break my brother's back. He goes, I'm going to get off my backside and take action. He goes, as soon as I leave the door, I'm going to look for opportunity. Did a kid leave a skateboard or a bicycle out to make my journey short? Mm -hmm. If I get lucky, I'll wave down a neighbor driving by. He goes, either way, I'll get to my goal. I just don't mind how it has to happen. Mm -hmm. and The most successful people have that mindset.
0: So begin with the end in mind, but yet you don't have to have the exact structure on how to get there.
1: Look, again, I'm the least qualified author guy in the world, so I don't have that. I just have the idea of the book, and then I surround myself with people to make it happen. I didn't know how to make a movie, so, you know, it's so funny. Here's how I got my writer, my award-winning writer and director, Craigslist. I didn't know what to do. So I went on Craigslist and said, Hey, I'm looking for a thing. I some guy answered the ad. and Now he's making, he made an award winning film that we're up for an Oscar. And so the whole thing is it's not complicated. Go to Upwork. Everyone, there's so much access in a global community. And the secret is get off Facebook, whatever you do, get off Facebook and, 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 and get your life back <laughs> and start using these other tools and these other resources to grow and expand your life and business. Yeah.
0: Well, Greg, I know it's a busy day for you, man. So I appreciate you being on the circuit of success, a wealth of knowledge and uh, high energy. And just what I learned today was you think it, you can achieve it. Just go make it happen.
1: Take action. Get behind the law of attraction can make your dreams come true.